What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. My name is Zach Alvaro, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Newman. Eric, should I create a new nickname for you? Should it be Mr. Sports Editor Newman, Mr. Uh, Mr. E Sports Editor? I mean, what, what should I start calling you now that you got the new gig up there in Flagstaff? You can call me Eric. No, not good enough. Um... E Eric, E Eric, no, just like Eric. A- Eric, like a- like A A Ron, but E E Eric or something like that. Every, 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 every. <laughs> like a bad um, '90s rap impersonation from the record spinning. Yeah, I mean, we could do that, but that's know. a lot of syllables, though, and a lot of effort. It, it is way too much effort. I'll stick to E. How about that? Okay, fine. All right. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, E, first of all, I was actually really surprised by how you decided to announce this because you created a poll on Monday and then waited until Tuesday to actually announce it. I mean, you're not that dramatic usually. So I was very surprised at the fact that you did that. But um, for those that do not know, Eric uh, did get hired as the sports editor for the Arizona Daily Sun. Uh, he's going to be going up to Flagstaff, and lucky for you guys, our show will continue. So, uh, but no, in all seriousness, I'm extremely happy for Eric. Um, you know, obviously, him and I have worked together for three years now, almost four years, I think, actually. No, How three long years. it's been? It's been a long time, uh, but definitely very happy for him. Um, obviously, I wouldn't be a good co-host if I didn't allow him to take a couple minutes and kind of explain his new role, what he's going to be doing when he's leaving for Flagstaff, all that stuff. So, uh, Eric, first off, I'm going to give you a round of applause. Second of well, all, uh, comfortable that makes me, I know. Sorry. Uh, well, duh, dude, we, we like to make each other uncomfortable all the time. On yeah. The show. That's, the point. Um, I know that's why you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, Oh, by the way, if you do hit two K followers because of this new gig, I will do another, uh, shout out for you just Great. to warn you ahead of time. So, Great. uh, no, but no, with that being said, I Eric, don't know what I'm at now with my close to, is that going to happen? I don't know. I haven't looked to be honest. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. So, uh, but Hey man, tell us all about it. I mean, what, what is, uh, what's the new job going to entail? What are you going to be covering? Um, and I guess the most important question is, you know, when are you leaving and, and when is my room going to be ready to come visit you? Um, so first off, you were right. I was really, you know, you have to make an announcement, especially on Twitter, because if all of a sudden I just started tweeting about a bunch of Flagstaff sports, people would be like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> just randomly so, start tweeting about Flagstaff High School. Yeah, it would, be, <laughs> it would be really confused. And so I had to do something and I put that tweet up almost just as a joke because you know you get a lot of personal news and people have these long um thought a lot of them are very thoughtful um posts and you know they talk about all their dreams and everything and you know that's just not necessarily my style um and it came back very heavy that my audience expects me to just kind of cut to the chase and even what i did was a little bit long um so that's that i uh it, if I didn't have to do that, I would have just started. I would have been like, oh, I'm moving to Flagstaff. Thanks, everyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to be covering NAU. Um, the biggest beats there are football and men's and women's basketball, but we also do some other sports. Um, and I'm also going to be covering Flagstaff and Coconino High School. Um, the All the different teams around there and community sports. There's a lot of running. Um, they have some awesome runners up in Flagstaff. So I'm going to be there, um, covering all things in the Northern Arizona area. Um, they have a lot of pride up there. It's exciting. And I've been wanting to have a job where I could, you know, get back to covering sports every single day, um, for a long time. So it, it just, the opportunity presented itself. I followed Lance Hartzler's coverage. We've had him on the show. Um, I think he was one of our first guests, maybe within the first 10 episodes. I think um, he was, yeah. Leaving, who's leaving there to go be the beat reporter at uh, Montana or covering the Montana men's basketball team. Um, and, you know, it shows that you can get great things out of it. He did a great job there. I'm going to try and do um, some of the same stuff he did. And 
I've already started talking to a few people um, about what it is there, and it's exciting. I'm ready to get started. I'll be starting unofficially, uh, virtually, in a few weeks, and then I'll be making the move there in May and getting uh, hitting the ground running as fast as I can. You know, I mean, I, I'm going to keep saying it because you already know, because you told me, obviously, what was it, like last week when you found yeah, out? whatever it was, a few days before. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to flex my muscles saying that I'm, I was the first to know, but... Uh, you could have broken well, the news against my wishes. I could have, you know, put out one of those, like, sources tell me, um, you know, that the Arizona Daily Sun has found a new sports editor, blah, 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 you know, but I decided not to. Yeah, if the um, source is that person, sources say um, <laughs> it is kind of a weird one, but yes, you could have. I could have, but I decided not to. Also, nobody would have cared, so it would have uh, been. A lot of people, no, no, the, the thing with the, an announcement like that is people would have probably been mad at me because I didn't let you announce it. Yeah. Or they would have not cared. No, they would have cared. Who would have been mad at you for not letting me announce it? You I mean, me from myself. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like Ralph might be a little bit mad. Like, why would you take his thunder? You know what I mean? I would have happily had that. I mean, not really. I, I as much as I complained about it, I appreciated all the kind words from everyone and everything. Um, yeah. It was cool. But if it's okay with you, I'd like to move on to our uh, our next thing. Nope, we're gonna stick on this for the entire episode. Okay, just so you know, we the do entire have an episode. interview with uh, with Cody Cameron, one of our Arizona Varsity <laughs> uh, compatriots. He's the lead football recruiting analyst, and he went out to the Under Armour camp this past weekend. Saw a lot of awesome players, so we're gonna break that down with him. You know, just talk some shop a little bit, and but until then, we've still got a little bit to go. Yeah. Uh, I think Chili would have would have been mad at me too, to be honest. Yeah, I would have gotten a phone call from him, and probably Cody actually probably would have texted me and been like, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? You know, they probably would have realized that it was something that you know we kind of both understood, and maybe they would have, but it also could have they could have thought it was some kind of bit that we had going. Um, which well, here's the thing though: if I would have broken that news, would you have said? in your announcement that like i was first on the news would i have said that yeah like you know how like if like let's say like uh i don't know Woj says you know sources tell me that blah 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 and then he says you know he'll tag like someone like josina anderson was first or whatever yeah, would you have actually would yeah you, if i if i tweeted out which to you yeah or would you have been like like i didn't know um but thanks, Zach, for telling me. It's like the NBA tr- players getting traded. Um, they look to Woj, and I would have been like, oh, is this confirmed? Now I know. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just been super funny if you're like, I'm moving to Flagstaff in May. Um, you know, Zach was first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> uh, that. That would actually be really funny. I kind of Yeah, so I'm going to be I'm going to be around, um, you know, yeah. the Flagstaff teams come to the Valley sometimes. NAU makes a lot of recruiting trips to this area. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going away for better or for worse. For all of you that have to deal with my whatever weird stuff I say to other people on the sidelines and um, yeah. all that. And I kind of I like having fun when I'm there. And so sometimes I'll mess with other people. I'll always keep it semi-professional um, and <laughs> a decent amount of stuff at the game. But um, you know, I have to. I have to have some fun there too. Yeah, no, I think you're gonna do a great job up there. Um, obviously, I kind of mentioned it in my tweet, like obviously congratulating you. If anything, our show is just gonna be expanding because now we get to talk about teams we didn't really talk about that much because we don't really know about them. Yeah. So and I've still got knowledge of the teams down here. I've been yeah. doing this for a few years, and um, so you know my appreciation for a lot of the squads in this area and my knowledge about them isn't gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what do you say we jump into the interview with Cody? As you already kind of mentioned it and teased it, uh, the Under Armour All-America camp took over Phoenix this past weekend. Um, it was at Higley High School, and it, they did it a little bit differently, according to Cody. So in years past, they brought in all the groups kind of at the same exact time. 
but they kind of separated things out. I'm sure if it was, you know, one, there was over 300 kids, according to Cody. And two, I think COVID, obviously, they didn't want to just have a bunch of kids on the field at the same time. But, um, you know, either way, uh, seemed like a pretty cool event. I think it was the first time you and I didn't go. Um, we just had other things going on. I mean, me personally, I was just, man, I kind of needed a break from <laughs> from going from winter sports championships directly into some spring sports. And I just needed the weekend. So, um but what do you say we uh, jump into our interview with Cody and hear what he had to say about uh, all the players that were there? That sounds good to me. This uh, this ends our super self-serving part of the podcast and self-absorbed um, sentence and self-absorbed section. Yeah, we still got time, though. Yeah. We can come back to it. But first, let's talk to Cody. Yep. All right. Cody, what's going on, man? How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Good, Zach, Eric. It's been probably eight to ten months since the last time I've been on this show. Yep. A little offended here, you know, especially <laughs> us being team members and teammates. But uh, no, always good, man. And uh, I'm ready to get after it during the show. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you have to be pretty excited because uh, we just saw the Under Armour All American Camp happen uh, at Higley High School this past weekend. And not only that, but we're probably what about a month and a few days away from spring ball kicking off again. So, um, I mean, what's just your excitement level that, you know, we're already basically right back into football season? Hey, as being a football analyst, Zach, I was stoked <laughs> for it. You know, I mean, it, it was a pretty great day, especially and not only that, the, the other great thing about sports reporting and sports reporting in the state of Arizona is we're all close with all the media members. So going yep. out there and, and seeing Rolf Amsden and, and seeing Jordan Ham and, and seeing all these media members and meeting, meeting the next wave of media members, a lot of, you know, a couple of Cronkite students and, and new hirees over the, the past winter and spring season. I always love that. I really enjoy that. And then getting to analyze and, and break down all the players and the performances at a camp like this, which by the way, was a free camp. So that's one of my yep. camps, free camp. They get a bunch of Under Armour gear. It's fun for everybody. And uh, yeah, I, I am stoked for football season to be around the corner. Here. You know, I went to the camp last year, uh, like literally, I think right before everything kind of shut down quarantine wise. I know Eric was there as well, but this year we ne actually neither of us were there. Um, so just to kind of start off, you know, what did you see out there? Uh, who I mean, what was just the atmosphere like for these kids to be back on the field in a competitive setting like that? So I remember last year, I, it was probably long, but I remember like all the position groups and now, now they might've been separated still, but kind of just being like stacked onto each other. This time it was like, Hey, the offense linemen, they get two and a half hours and then we'll bring in the, the running backs and linebackers. There'll be another two and a half hours. So everything was like waved. They kept everybody separated and everything. And so oh, that, wow. was kind of, that was kind of the environment. And so, yeah, it made for a long day. But then we really got to focus on each positional group, right? So it wasn't like, hey, I was running from one offensive line group and had to go see, you know, Kavon Clark, Centennial running back over at the other side of the field or something like that. There was no mix and match. It was like the offensive linemen are here, and I know I got like 30 minutes to an hour break there. So I liked the way they did it. Uh, there was a ton of kids, and, and I was talking to a couple of coaches, and they're like, no, Cody, there was a lot of kids last year too. Uh, I, I don't remember it being that many kids. There was over – 305 players there from the state of Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and wow. uh, in Nevada. And so there was a lot of kids, man. But once again, it was just another, it, it was another place for these kids to compete and, and go up against some of the best talent in the Western region, minus California with California high schools playing currently right now. So it was a lot of fun. I've got to say, as, as much as it's true that you haven't been on in a while, we haven't had a lot of repeat guests. I think we've had Chili a couple times. We've had Ralph a couple times. Is that it, Zach? I don't think we've had yeah. any of Yeah, Cody, I think you're only the third repeat guest that we've I'm had. I'm sure we have that we're just forgetting, so sorry to whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm then I'm honored to be in a conversation with those two gentlemen, so then we're yes. all good. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, we were able to go last year, and one thing I noticed was um, there was a lot of standing around. Yeah. And even though it was a shorter thing, you know, a guy would go and he would do whatever his measurement was, and then he'd stand around for a half hour. Yeah. So from what it sounds like, at least it was streamlined a little bit this way. Um, did you, uh, I mean, are you out there just 
analyzing every single kid? Are you looking for a few stars at every position? What are you doing um, at at an event like this with so many kids? Yeah, so I kind of go backwards there because I, I know who the stars are, right? So like there is there's a defensive end from Bishop Gorman there, Cyrus Moss. He's a 20, he's a 30 power five offer kid. You know, I know the Cyrus Mosses. I know the Gavin Brocious's. There's a USC defensive back commit. I know those guys. The thing I really enjoy about these camps is I like finding the diamond in the rough. And then I don't, I, I shouldn't say that. I like watching the diamond in the rough. I'm not finding kids, you know, the, these kids are out here and everything that they do, it's because they're working their tails off, you know, and I like promoting those kids. And heck, there was like six or seven kids from Utah, offensive linemen that don't have a single offer that I'm watching out here. I'm like, wow. I mean, these kids are really, really good. So that's, that's what I love about these camps. Right. And, and, and uh, but in terms of like analyzing and, and looking at all that, it was hard because I, I'm not trying to be a negative. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm such a positive person, but there was even this year, a lot of standing around. There's probably like 40 to 45 quarterbacks. And when you only have two, two lanes and two lines throwing the football during the one-on-one drills, well, heck, Trayson Borgay is going to make a pass, you know, and then he can't make another pass for about five to 10 minutes. And, and what I like to see is repetition. And the only problem with something like that, having this many kids, I don't necessarily get a repetition. And so I was there trying to watch Angel Flores from Casa Grande. I think I only saw him throw like two passes, you know, so that was kind of the bummer. But on the flip side, I love watching the diamond in the rough. And, and there was a lot of kids that don't have any single offers that I thought were really athletic and, uh, and proved themselves to be, you know, Division One or D2, a get offer type of kid that I saw at this camp. You know, Cody, we saw obviously a, a couple standouts, of course, as far as the MVP goes. I mean, we saw that last year. I think it was, uh, who was it? I think Bram Walden won it last yeah. year. Is yep. that correct? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and obviously he got the invite to the Under Armour game, which of course never actually happened, unfortunately. Um, I'm assuming that was the same thing this year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there was, each position had a had an MVP award and they're still trying to, I, I think, try to get some type of game going you know, next year. And so the, the person who won the invite for that was Cyrus Moss, the Bishop Gorman defensive end. But it was kind of cool. Like in, uh, in the offensive line group, we had two local kids win, win MVP awards and, and Hamilton's Grayson Stovall and then and Gavin Brocious from, from Desert Edge. They both came home with offensive linemen of, uh, of the camp awards. And then Richard Dutchakal, the junior gunslinger from Saguaro, uh, who's going to be a senior obviously next year. He won the quarterback. Uh, he won the quarterback MVP of the camp. Karan Adams won running back. Or they they kind of made Karan like a like an athlete. They mix him in with receivers. Um, yeah. Annalee Velasquez, who is a kind of a kind of a slept on running back from Corona del Sol, the really good Corona del Sol team from last year. He won running back at the camp, so it was really cool to see that. And then Cole Martin also won defensive. He won the defensive MVP, and there was kind of uh, a little bit of controversy on that because Cole <laughs> Cole was in street clothes and did not participate actually in the camp at all, and he won defensive back MVP. So that was that was kind of a head scratcher, but it it was cool to see the Arizona kids get rewarded. How did they? Um, how did the kids react to to Cole Martin? And I know it kind of just sheds a a strange light over an event that's positive and gives kids um, exposure and everything. But did yeah. you see like um, some some kids that were kind of shaking their heads a little bit? Did you see some? Uh, uh, strange reactions in any way yeah you know it's kind of funny man it's i actually so right when that was the last period it was with quarterbacks receivers and defensive backs and how they did it was they brought everybody together they put them on they they had the big under armor banner again and then they announced the winners right when they called everybody in i was out i'd already been there since eight there for about seven hours and you guys know me i need to eat so i was gone (laughs) i was gone i was gonna meet ralph to go eat pizza in, in in downtown phoenix and uh jordan ham calls me and goes uh, hey, guess who won defensive back MVP? And I said a name. I, I think it was like, I, I think I put Cole Shivers because I thought Cole Shivers, the Saguaro 2023 defensive back was incredible. Yeah. The camp. And then he told me, uh, told me it was Cole. It was funny because we talked to Cole and Keon and Keon Grace, who also didn't participate in the camp. Um, off to the side, they were Brandon Buckner and, and Buckner's dad, Coach Buckner for the Cardinals. And we talked to them for like 20, 30 minutes. And Cole just said he was supporting and watching guys and stuff like that. He had a couple Hamilton teammates there. And so, uh, and we, and then I heard he won and I was like, wait a minute. You know, that's kinda... So when Jordan called me that, man, I actually wasn't there to see the reaction, but I just reading Twitter and, and some parents talking to me, it's everybody was, you know, kind of, kind of ticked off and pissed and, um, they, they, they have every right to feel that way. It's kind of a head scratcher, but 
like I said, happy for the AZ kids at the end of the day. I wonder how they determined to give that award to Cole. Because obviously, if you don't participate, then what are you looking at? I mean, it almost brings back the the whole Elite 11 scenario last year with Ty yep. Thompson, where, you know, they admittedly said that he was the best there. He, he, he impressed everyone the most. But yet they gave it to someone else based on and, and and they actually said last year's film, which makes no sense. Why even hold the event? No, that's I mean, you answered the question, Zach. It was predetermined. That's what that oh, okay. tells me. That's that's what that tells me. You know, yeah. I didn't officially said that, but that's what it tells me. The kid didn't participate. Is Cole Martin one of the best players in the state? Hands down. I oh mean, yeah, absolutely. We just, came, we just came out with their rivals rankings, and he's the number one player in the the twenty twenty three class. Yeah, and rivals, but he didn't participate in the camp. So it was it's a little bit of head scratcher. I I would have if I personally I would have just done that before the camp and then gave another kid a defensive MVP. But it is what it is. <laughs> That's what happened. It's not as if he's gonna lack awards by the end of his high school career. Oh, for sure. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you want Cole Martin at your game? I 100% understand. Kid's a, a national recruit. Just give him the invite before the camp. You know, like, hey, this guy's this guy's invited the game, and then award a defensive MVP MVP of the camp off a of camp performance. So, and well, didn't he receive an an invite to the? Uh the All-American game before the camp, or was that after? Oh, man. Actually, I can, I'm looking right now. Hang on one second. Because he actually, you know, as we actually are recording this Tuesday, uh, Cole picked up two more offers today. So, you know, <laughs> um, and it was actually, it was yesterday. So it was Monday that he was actually invited to the All-American Bowl, which is, after. you know, the, the rival to the Under Armour All-America game. So, gotcha. um, and yeah, Idaho and Washington, obviously, uh you know, Washington's been uh, – they've been pretty good when it comes to DBs here in Arizona the last few years. So that's Absolutely. an interesting one. He's going to be a hot commodity in, in most of the Power 5 conferences. And that's going to be fun to see how his recruitment plays out. He's a great kid. And he just ran a 10-8, 800-meter dash on the track. Cole Martin is a – Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's just, uh, just an overall athlete. And what I love the most about Cole is the fact that he's extremely humble. Like, like, I mean, I, I talked to him, I think one or two times when he was a freshman and that wasn't because he's a freshman, it's just because, you know, I covered the entire East Valley. I, you know, mm-hmm. and he, you know, played with Brendan Rice and half the time I went to go do anything on Hamilton. I was, you know, talking to Brendan anyway, but I mean, the last year and a half now, I mean, every time I see Cole, it's, you know, he comes and, you know, shakes my hand. I mean, just such a good kid. Yeah. And I, you, it's kind of funny because now we have it's turning in the Cole Martin podcast, but Right. <laughs> I want to add on to it too. I've been to, I've been to Hamilton about seven times the last three weeks. Okay. Sometimes superstars that have that many offers, even if they're young, they're not putting in work. You know, they're yeah. sitting and they're going to do what it takes to be good. Every time I'm there, Cole Martin's working. Whether that is at track practice, working on sprints, is working on his explosiveness, working on his first step, or in the squat rack. Cole Martin, I I think his one rep squat the other day was 455 pounds. Oh my God. That is insane. I mean, for a 5'10, 175 pound sophomore to do that is insane. He is putting in the work in the weight room and on the track. He is, he, that kid never stops working. I have no doubt in my mind he will be great. And like you said, Zach, he is extremely, he is extremely respectful. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. Please and thank you. All of that. He is a top notch kid, man. Yeah. Cody, um, before we get into, uh, as you called it, the Cole Martin show, because we've talked <laughs> good and bad about him. The, the, the award thing wasn't his fault. He no, was it was not. Nope. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks come out of Arizona, but you got to see kind of every group come through. Was there a, a group that was either the most top heavy or the most talented overall, uh, what position stood out to you overall in terms of at the camp, Eric? Yeah. At the camp. I love our quarterbacks. And I think it's kind of weird. Cause we're so people will look at our quarterback list and say, we're so top heavy. Devin Brown committed to USC, which was over a year ago. Now, Adrian Laura has been committed to Washington state for a while now too. Um, we, we, I mean, we just have the top guys, you know, I, absolutely love Trayson Borgay and Brayton Silbor. I think those two guys are gamers and maybe, and, and I, did they perform well at the camp? Absolutely. You know, but I, I don't take that too much in a grain of salt. They're throwing on air, you know, there's no defense. 
There's no timing with the receiver. I mean, a lot of these receivers are brand new. Just the way these guys throw the ball, they have so much zip on their ball. Um, it just snaps off their arm. I, Trayson is so intelligent, so is Brayton. And I love those two guys, man. I think they are so talented. I think Trayson Borgay, I've said this publicly a couple of times, I think he's a power five talent. I really do. Um, and, and, and maybe I am biased because I've seen these kids play in person four times. And it's tough because I, I take so much of what I do with film and in-person evals. And I've, I've only seen a couple of the other guys only play once. But I love those two guys. So I, I've always really liked – I mean, quarterbacks in Arizona, every time you watch a game on Saturday, there's a quarterback from Arizona, right? Um, so I, I, I love that group. I also love our offensive line. Like Gavin Brocious, Grayson Stovall, uh, heck, even, uh, even some more of the West Valley kids, like Mountain Ridge, Alexis Sanchez – and there's a 2023 named Alex Deust, who's 6'6", 305 pounds. He is a monster. Kid is a rock. He is, and you know, he's raw, some of his technique-wise. He's still so young, but he can move his feet laterally pretty well. He's pretty athletic. He's got a good base. He's a wrestler. He understands leverage and all this stuff. I love our Arizona offense line group, too. So those, those two really stood out to me. Anyone else? Anyone else before we uh, kind of wrap this up that that stood out to you? Not just position groups, but like maybe specific players that maybe people aren't really thinking of or even know for the most part? Yeah, I mean, they, if they don't know this kid by now, then they have not watched a single second of Arizona high school football. Javen Jacobs was the best oh, player man. at this camp. He was the best player at this camp. Coach Mons has had incredible athletes at his time at Swall. I think Javen Jacobs might be one of the better pure athletes. I'm not going to say he's the best that Coach Mons has ever had, but Javen Jacobs is so talented. Yeah, he is. He's just smooth in his route running. It's crisp. He beat every single defensive back at this camp in one-on-ones. His footwork off the line is incredible. He never telegraphs where he's going. He is such a smart football player. He's another gamer. And t- I, mean, I can just list all the attributes. If I'm a college recruiter, I'm a college coach. I look at Javen Jacobs. He's built. He's strong. He's smart. He can catch. He can run any route. Checks all these boxes as a slot receiver. Heck, he could probably play in the secondary and be Saguaro's best defensive back, too. He is so talented. Javen Jacobs, best football player at that camp, should, out of 125%, gotten an invite or won an MVP. He is a baller. So, Javen Jacobs, there's my answer. You know, it's funny because I voted for or nominated, I should say, Javen Jacobs for a couple of the 4A Arizona Varsity Awards. Yeah. And some people laughed at me. 5A. And you know what's so Or 5A, I'm sorry. Yeah, 5A. That's why they laughed at you. They don't. You don't even know where he plays. Yeah, shut up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, I mean, he's just – I mean, I remember seeing him in the uh, in the Hamilton game, and I think he had their only uh, touchdown. It was, on, it was on special teams. Yeah. I mean, just an absolute – monster of an athlete yeah and you know what i mean like on the flip side of that too i i would say like shaq bowser the castile edge rusher physically and and you know the speed he has off the edge right now he is every bit of like 6'4 225 and i was talking to coach newcomb yesterday and i said hey man shaq and then their center rudy varela who i who probably measured in at 6'3 and a half 6'4 281 282 both of those guys look so lean and athletic and I was talking to Coach Nuka, I said, hey, those two guys look so good um, compared to – and it wasn't like, you know, guys in Arizona are just built, but maybe they, they took a week off or two weight training in spring break. And, and um, you, you can, you can kind of tell who the high schools that are able to really get after it. Castile is getting after it in the weight room, and, and his kids look really good. And, and so, like, Shaq looked really good on the defensive side. I thought Rudy Varela just also had a really good base. That kid is going to be very, very good. Um, especially in the interior line of Castile. And I, I just watching that kid like grow into his body now, get another year of experience. And I would really watch out for Rudy, Rudy Varela. I, he's a center at Castile, uh, big, fast, strong, good feet. I like him a lot. So those three guys really, really stood out to me at the camp. That Cody. entire Castile team is going to be ridiculously good next year. They are. They really are, man. And, and a lot of kids. Yeah. And I know Ch- Chile was on this quarterback. God, probably since he was in eighth grade, Landon Jury, the twenty twenty three, he can sling it. He yep. can sling it, and then adds like, had Coach Newcomb's freshman son. I met him yesterday, JJ, JJ Newcomb, which I, I think he won one of our Arizona varsity awards. Him and Kenny Erlacher, God, man, those two guys are already look the part. 
and they're freshmen. So yeah. happy days like to steal the head, man. Happy right. days. Right. Hey, Cody, uh, really appreciate you jumping on with us uh, for, for obviously taking about 20 minutes of your time on a uh, Tuesday night. I don't know if you have a beer league softball game or something that you should have been at, but or kickball, beer league kickball. Is that what it is? Yeah, well, I got I got beer league kickball on Wednesday, softball okay. on, on Thursday. I play a little basketball on Tuesday and then my Sunday night It was supposed to be like flag football, but it's really it's really cover zero trying to knock your head off football league on Sunday morning. So, you know, I like it. I got to practice what I preach out here. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm with you on that one. I play football on Saturdays. So there you go, Zach. Hey, there, by the way, there's still time for you to come out. You have to, you have to play in five games uh, yeah. to be eligible for playoffs. And we have a bye week this week. So you can come out next week and play. Wow. I got to sign that waiver of liability. I'll be all set. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Definitely make sure you've got good, good insurance too. I'll be the cheerleader. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's always a blast. Cool. All right, Cody. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you again to Cody for joining us, uh, you know, kind of giving us an insight as to what the Under Armour camp looked like. Um, obviously very well deserving for the honors that all those players had from the camp. And it seems like a lot of them really stood out, which is awesome to hear. Um, quick little uh, sports updates uh, that have to do with high school sports. Uh, Tommy Eubanks, the Desert Vista Athletic Director. Uh, not anymore, actually. He's now going to be the district athletic director for Mesa Public Schools. So huge Great. shout out to Mr. Eubanks. Great guy. Has always been phenomenal to me and even to Eric when he covered Desert Vista for about a year before uh, he kind of transitioned to the West Valley. I mean, just extremely happy for him. He's going to do great things there. And congratulations to Steve Hogan as well, the current district AD over there. He's retiring after, I think, like 21 years, which is phenomenal. Also, just a, a great guy. I mean, always was great to me as well. For and sure. I look forward to uh, speaking with him and Tommy. I'm going to do a big uh, kind of feature write up on the two of them. Um, kind of highlighting the, you know, the end of one career and the start of another in some ways. So. Uh, going to be a very good story. You'll see that probably uh, next week or something like that around yeah. next week. So um, congrats to both of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Eric, I also feel inclined to update people on our uh, team AZV brackets. So Am for I the last? longest, um, you're not actually. Wow. For, for the Someone longest really time. Then. <laughs> um, Chili, shout out to uh, you. You are in last place. So according to Eric, you really stink. Um, Can't change my mind now. Yeah, I mean, he does. His, his team name is now just put me out of my misery. So it makes sense. Fair enough. Um, I don't really know what happened, though, because for the longest time, I was like in first place. And then I didn't even lose a game in like the Elite Eight. I mean, I already knew I was going to lose them because like I didn't have the right teams in or whatever. But all of a sudden, I dropped from like, first to like seventh so i don't know what's going on there i have 600 points ralph currently is in the lead with 680 um and he is on track to probably win um i don't know what would have to happen for him not to win because the top three right now all have gonzaga winning and yeah that's it chris has alabama who is no longer in it yeah, so, so it would just have to do with whoever has each matchup in the final four, um, yep. and then maybe it would come down to you know that that score they have at the end, the tiebreaker. But if he's already in the lead and everybody has the same thing, I guess it could come down to that uh, the other semifinal and who others have picked. Yeah, and both teams that or sorry, all three of those teams actually have only two teams left, like remaining that are like are, are good picks. Which um, is a weird one of them. Year. It was very weird. Like Ralph had Ralph's final four picks were Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, Houston, and he only has Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, and then Birdman, Birdman, I can't remember who that is, but Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, Houston, obviously again only Gonzaga, Baylor, and Papa Hinojosa, Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston. I'm sorry, Illinois and Texas, and again only Gonzaga and Baylor. Um. No, Eric, speaking of Papa Hinojosa, very good friend of the show. He also is a sponsor on the show. So with that being said, 
Eric and I are going to talk to you for a second about all.net. That is A-A-L-L.net. Um, you know, Eric has brought this up in the past. Uh, young drivers, maybe people looking to buy their first house. All.net can provide any of your insurance needs. They have over 20 different carriers. They essentially do the shopping for you. They've been in the Valley for almost 40 years. They have over 30 Valley locations. I mean, what more do you need to hear before you go through them for any of your insurance needs? Yeah, they're, you know, they're just such great people over there. He's a, he's a mountain point guy uh, through and through, which is a team we both covered. Great dudes. A lot of families are looking for insurance. We cover a lot of high school athletes. A lot of them are learning to drive or getting their first car or whatever. And insurance is just so important. Um, They're family owned and operated. They've got great people. And you know what you're getting into when you go there. Yeah, they're focused on customer service. Uh, They want to find the right coverage for you at the right price. That's probably the most important thing, especially right now. You know, people are still dealing with, you know, maybe some, you know, loss of wages because of COVID and everything that happened with the business industry. They're going to find the right insurance for the right price, and it's not going to break your pockets either. So definitely give them a call at 602-233-3333 or visit them online at all.net. That is A-A-L-L dot net. Definitely give them a call today. Uh, We have listener questions, Eric. I'm going to ask you the first one because it's directed at you. Question for the Z-Man. When you volunteered at State Farm for the vaccinations, what did you learn about the people of Maricopa County? Um, And that's from Chris Eaton, Gridiron, Arizona. And you volunteered to give out uh, COVID vaccinations. You helped with that process. Hang on. Back up. I did not. I didn't handle it. I didn't handle the needle for anyone. You're not allowed to stick people with a needle, but you helped with the process. I so when I volunteered there, it was at this point two Sundays ago. Yeah, two Sundays ago. And next Monday, actually, I'm getting my second one. So I'll be fully vaccinated, which is I'm thankful for. Um, so I was part of the check-in process. So I was basically just, you know, like verifying that um you know, they, they weren't feeling sick, stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was a scripted, it wasn't hard. It was like a scripted thing on an iPad and I just had to go through and just check their ID, stuff like that. It really wasn't hard. Um, but Someone it was, it, though. what what was that? Someone has to do it though. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it was very fun. I would do it again. I mean, I don't have to, to get my second shot, but I would do it again. Um, I have to do it on a weekend, of course, cause I can't really just take a day off work, but, um, it was fun. I mean, I, I true like, honestly, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you're on your feet for like eight hours, which is kind of rough, but, um, I mean, in reality, it, it was, it was kind of a rewarding experience. You really felt like you were doing something right or good for the community. Um, and I think it's funny when, um, well, I guess he kind of put in parentheses, like appreciative rude. When I first saw this question, I thought Chris was kind of expecting me to like, say like oh yeah no people were douchebags like all that honestly a lot of people were just very thankful to have the opportunity to be able to get the vaccine to kind of try to put an end to this whole thing um they were all very nice for the most part um you know we did have some people who it was kind of funny it's like you're going into a vaccination site but then you scoff when we say hey you have to put on a mask i don't i don't really get that one (laughs) um and then i mean there's some people like they're there was one particular. Um, there's one guy that came through. He's getting a second vaccine. So like, he knew what to do. Like, I, like he knew the process of where he had to go, stuff like that, right? He was driving a Porsche. He speeds up super fast. And then he's like being, I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's being short with me. He's like, good. I was like, okay, do you have your card on you? Why do you need to see that? Because I have to, like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a volunteer. I have rule. to ask you that. It's the rule. So he's like, kind of like, Ugh, okay. So he gives it to me, whatever, right? And then... I'm telling him like, okay, you're going to turn left here and then follow everyone else there. Before I can even finish my sentence, he literally speeds off and he's in a Porsche. So like it's loud, right? So um, long story short, he ends up starting to go the wrong way. He gets yelled at by one of the attendants. And then he just looks like, I mean, he just kind of embarrasses himself because he just looked like a douchebag. Um, That was really the only bad thing. I mean, I saw a lot of dogs. I saw a golden retriever, which was awesome because I have one of those. And I saw a Great Dane, which is awesome because I used to have Great Danes. 
Um, but overall, I mean, everyone was extremely appreciative. There was one lady who came in through the line and actually made a sign thanking the volunteers, like literally like a handmade sign that said, thank you volunteers, uh, which was really sweet. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. And I mean, you've been to the Fiesta Bowl, the Cardinals, I mean, they make some pretty good food there and they actually served uh, spaghetti and meatballs. It was actually very good. So nice. no, it was a rewarding experience. Um, it was fun. Like I said, I mean, I would, I would honestly do it again. So it, it was a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it sounds like for the most part, you had a good experience. Yeah, I mean, on and the people that I was I volunteered with, like, you know, I kind of stuck to one lane and I was with three other people. And I mean, they were all great. Uh, two of them, actually, all three of them were around my age. So it, it was just really, really fun. I mean, it like I said, it was it was a nice experience. And everyone there was just that was volunteering was just in a good mood. Like they weren't like mad they had to be there. Obviously, you really can't be because you sign up for it. But um, <laughs> no, it was it was fun though. I really did. We could be angry about that. Yeah. Right. Jeez. <laughs> no, it was it was a good time though. You want to get to the next question? Yeah, for sure. So this one comes from Brees, and I got the name right. I remembered. Yes. Um, what's the funniest mistake slash blooper you've had while interviewing someone? And then a two part question. He also said thoughts on MLS expansion coming to Phoenix. Um, I'll answer the second part first. I think it's been a long time coming and I think we need it because I think there are a lot of soccer fans here in That's Phoenix fun. and Arizona. So I think it's, it's, it's warranted. Um, and I mean, the rising are very good. So I'm assuming that would be the MLS expansion, right? Yeah, it would yeah, be. So. so it would end up probably being them moving up. Um, yeah. Which I think would be belt. awesome. I mean, they're building that whole new facility and stadium. So, I mean, it, it'd be worth it. They're talented. They've got good ownership. They've got people that care. They've got a fan base. And they've Arizona got, they've got dollar beer night. They've got dollar beer night, which is huge um, Man. For, for those people. It was fun when I went dollar beer night. Yeah, too. and it's great. I mean, <laughs> soccer is such a... It's such a treat for people who, even if you don't really like soccer that much, and I know you're not a huge fan, you don't dislike it, but it's not no. something you watch, yeah. but it's such an experience to yeah. go to the game and um, see all the people cheering, the um, all the great people around there. I would love that. Um, so I don't know if there's anything in the works, but I would love to see it. For yeah. the first question, I don't have a specific embarrassing moment, but there's been plenty of times where I thought I turned my phone's voice recorder on or something like that, and I've messed it up. And halfway through, I'm like, I have to re-ask some of the same questions again, or uh, I I think I'm talking to someone else because I, um, uh, you know, players change their number. <laughs> I did that once in a uh, covering a Centennial football game, and this isn't an interview. But I forget the kid's name. Um, really awesome player from Centennial who was playing great on the defensive line. But he and some other kids switched uniforms. And so for for whatever reason, he was wearing the other uniform. And when they have a helmet on in football, it's hard to tell who's who. Yeah. Um, so I, in my whole story, kept calling him somebody else. So I wouldn't call that an interview fail, but it certainly was something that I laughed about at the time. Yeah, I think the one that comes to mind for me immediately, um, I want to say I was still an intern at the time, actually, and I was covering a Marcos Deniza Casa Grand game, and I remember I was interviewing Jake Barrow after the game, the head coach for Casa Grand, and uh, one of my buddies decided that he wanted to call me, and I was using my phone as a recorder, so literally midway through the interview, he calls me, it makes my recording stop. And then it didn't even save. So I had to I, I had to re-ask all those questions. And that was kind of embarrassing because I was an intern and, you know, whatever. But um. how about the time? And we've talked about this before. I think maybe even on here. What about Perry Baseball? The time you had the kids make a makeshift <laughs> uh, Lancer. That wasn't really I wouldn't really call that a mistake or a blooper. That was That's just something true. funny they did. Um, I put actually, I, it's yeah, to, to your point. So I was interviewing two Perry baseball players. I was actually, uh, videotaping him so I could tell like, who was who talking. And I didn't even notice this, <laughs> but behind them, 
there were a couple Perry baseball players that were just doing some like funny antics and they actually acted like they were jousting at one point. I again, I had no idea this was going on, but when I looked back at my video, I saw it and it took actually the coach to one of the coaches. I think it was the assistant coach. Someone from the Perry baseball account actually posted like them from the side like and tagged me and said like you know they're trying to distract or whatever they're just having fun like it, it was such a fu- it was so funny yeah. um and so i went back and looked at my video and i actually created gifs of it and i posted on my twitter i'm sure you can still find it if you go down far enough but um yeah so that you're right that yeah. wasn't a blooper mistake but it was funny. it was funny though it was really funny um and the fact that i didn't even notice it until like literally they tagged me like i even went back and was watching the video and listening to it to get the quotes and everything and i still didn't realize it until i like, actually looked at it like closer it was pretty funny yeah you're paying attention to the audio you're thinking about your next question and everything yeah. that's yeah. uh I'm, I'm not even that surprised yeah um next question comes from gabe at gabe az high school sports we can always count on gabe to give us questions man gabe sure. thank you so much uh, what book would you recommend to a teenager to have an impact on their future? Um, so I'm actually really bad when it comes to this. I'm going to let you answer because you read a lot and I actually don't really have one to be honest. So um, I'm going to give maybe, you- maybe, well, hang on. Let me, maybe not teens, but I think just a good books that kids should read anyway is Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to impact their lives very much, but it was definitely. No, but th- remember when you used to have those book fairs in elementary school? And I would always beg my mom for like 10 or 15 bucks, whatever it was, just so I can get the latest Captain Underpants. Oh, book. for sure. Yeah, Captain uh, Underpants were at a premium at the book fair. They were amazing. I love um, those stories. So I'm going to give you one that I, I used um, when I was younger. Um, I remember I was into sports and, you know, I just did, I was probably in middle school, high school, and um, just really starting to get into watching a lot. Um, I had always been a fan, but I, I really got into it. And my dad kind of realized that um, maybe I could make something out of it, not just mm-hmm. sit around and watch TV and actually make a career or um, something like that out of it. And he gave me, I think it was maybe 2008. Um, the best American sports reporting or the best American mm-hmm. sports writing is the name of it. And each year um, the there's a book you can buy and it has from Charles Pierce is usually Charles Pierce and Glenn Stout are usually the editors. It's been a couple different guys over the years, but they compile some of the best American sports writing. And literally as the cover says um, to of the year and it's all long form features and they get it from Sports Illustrated, they get it from ESPN, they get it from all these big national um, audiences, but they also go with, you know, some local papers that really have some cool stuff going on. And so it's a few hundred pages, but it's just such good writing. And it really inspired me. And I, to this day, whenever a new one comes out, I will read it. And, um, you know, I don't even care about or know about some of the the subjects that they're writing about, but the, the sports writing is so great. Um, and it really inspires me. So I would recommend that if you're, uh, specifically someone that just loves sports and you want to get into a career in writing or something like that, it would be just to be inspired a little bit. That's something I would recommend. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, by the way, a little update, um, 3425 UCLA. But it's still like 17 minutes left to go in the in the game. So uh, Oh, I could be completely wrong, and he could be even more dead last yeah. um, by the time this airs. But we'll see. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, AALL.net. Again, make sure to uh, visit them to uh, – you know, see what kind of options you have for any of your insurance needs. Um, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Levire, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Once again, congratulations to Eric. Very well deserving on his new role as sports editor for the Arizona Daily Sun and Flagstaff. Um, you never answer my question about when my room be my when my room will be ready, but uh, that's still trying to find my apartment or place to live. 
We'll let oh, okay. you know. We forgot okay. Luca Ferrugia's question. I'll get to it really quick. If Airbud was, did I skip over it? I didn't even. It's see all it. good. If Airbud was a real sport, what sport do you think he would have the best odds of actually getting on a high school team? The answer is track because he'd be uh, faster than everybody. Um, but Airbud's stupid, and I don't like what. It. You you don't actually think that movie's good? Don't lie. Do you know what kind of dog I have? You can have a golden and still think the. The movie is stupid because it's badly acted. Um, the plot is terrible. Everything about it is bad. I hate that movie. You know, maybe this show will not go on when you move. <laughs> Rewatch it. You won't like it. I promise. You no, know, you know what's actually really funny is I'm pretty sure they were playing Air Bud one day in the in the EOS cinema. It's so bad. Everything about that movie is bad. And they've made like 10 of them. Okay, I will agree with you. That's a little over the top. Everything but they made so many. Everything over the top. Every single one hinges on some stereotypical ref looking in a bad rule book and going, It never says it has to be a human. Hey, but man, that's those you Disney think, movies whatever though. Whatever local league they live in, you'd hear about like some newspaper writer like us would have heard about the dog playing sports and they would have put that in the rule book in the third or the fourth episode or something like that. It's so silly. But those are Disney movies, man. There's just... good Disney movies. Okay, but what was that one where it was the um <laughs> where it was the twin basketball players, the twin girls? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And like she got hurt and stuff. And like it's a good movie. Except for the very last scene where, like, she has three seconds, but then spends, like, ten of it just moving her ankles up and down. <laughs> like, come on. The, the, only like that. Worse, the only worse movie that has to do with animals and sports is MVP Most Valuable, Prim- Most Valuable Primate. That is so <laughs> bad. Yeah, you're right. A primate who plays hockey. Yeah. It's so bad. Let's end on that. Okay. Uh, once again, make sure to follow us all on Twitter at Zuckerberg. <laughs> that was someone's best idea. At Enuman Rights, <laughs> at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. They were in their pitch meeting, and the other things that were in that meeting got shot down because they thought most valuable primate was their best option. Thank you all for listening. Get a monkey and and put him in a hockey helmet. And no one somehow realized that there was a monkey in a hockey helmet. I think this is a conversation you and I have to revisit next week. Maybe. The worst and best Disney movies. About sports. Most valuable primate. Get out of here. Maybe not even just Disney movies, but just sports movies in general. I like that. A lot of bad ones. We'll do that. We'll do that next week. Okay. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. And uh, look forward to those movies because uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a heated discussion between Eric and I. Well, it's usual. that's the usual, though. So thanks again for, thanks again for uh, listening, everyone. Most valuable primate. <laughs>